Hi everybody, you are listening and watching to Fat Bidden Knows Everything and it's called Fat Bidden Knows Everything because look, I know everything. Now this week, what I want to talk about is, look, we can't run away from the fact that everything in the media is all about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. So yes, today's topic is going to be related to that. But more specifically, what I do want to talk about is, that's Alitia, but we're not going to be talking about her. And that's Athena. We're not, we're, not, uh, we're not going to be talking about them. What I do want to talk about is, people flouting the rules of the MCO and how the authorities are going down a little bit too harsh on them. Okay, so here's the deal. Right? Um, up to date, right, to date, I think there's coming to like close to 5,000 people who have already been detained, arrested and charged, and being charged, are going to be charged for following the rules of the MCO, of the Movement Control Order, okay? We are now entering like the last, the final week, the fourth week of the MCO because it was a month, right? It was extended, now it's a month, right? April 14th is supposed to be the last day of the MCO and then it's over. But the authorities have said that on the 10th, they're going to reevaluate, see if we should extend or we should not extend, right? We'll wait and see. Now, the thing about this is that um, the authorities have been, from my observation, quite harsh on the people they have caught for flouting the rules, for going out and things like that. Um, you remember the first person to gain like media attention because he flouted the rules, he broke the rules, right? He went out hiking, was a doctor, Dr. Ong, if I'm not mistaken, he's like a specialist. He went out hiking, running by himself. He was caught by the authorities and he argued with the authorities. This was like early on, the first weeks, right? First week of the MVO, I was arguing with them. He said, I can go out. I am practicing social distancing, right? I'm not meeting anybody. He was by himself. This is not an emergency where people are not allowed to go out, right? Because at that time, people weren't very clear of the details, right? So they didn't arrest him. They let him go. A couple of days later, they decided to arrest him. And then his bail was 13,000 ringgit, right? He faces jail time. Now, um, I'll be honest, the first week of the MCO, I didn't know anything. I went running because I go running every day. It's very therapeutic for me. So I went running. I, I decided to choose a time when it's usually I, I go running really early in the morning when nobody is out and about. And um, I go running and I went running. I chose a time when I knew nobody was going to be around. I didn't go to any public parks. I just ran like around the neighborhood. I went like back lanes, back roads where nobody are. Nobody is walking around. I went to like the swamp land behind my house. Um, um, yeah. And I came back. Uh, then I find out after that week, people were saying, oh, you cannot go jogging and all that. And then the authorities would say, okay, please don't go jogging. Right? You're not allowed to. Now, that was the only time I went out jogging during the MCO. After that, I didn't go anymore. Now I exercise at home. Uh, but the thing is, a lot of people have already been caught. There was this Form 6 student who was caught. He went out. He was hungry late at night. He went out to get a packet of Maggie. He got caught. He got arrested. He's going to be charged if he faces jail time. Right? Uh, so many people have been caught like um, either going out after hours trying to buy food or uh, you know, uh, um, visiting relatives and all that. So here's the thing. The rules initially were not clear and then later on when it became clear, 
you have to differentiate, right? You have to differentiate between people who are ordinary citizens who are in a situation that they are not familiar with and hardened criminals. That's a big difference, right? Malaysia, Malaysians today, nobody has ever faced a situation like this, this where they have to be like locked down, no work, no school, nothing, everybody stay indoors. Nobody, we have never faced a situation like this. Everybody's scared, everybody's nervous, everybody's anxious, right? So everybody's trying to deal and cope. They don't know what's happening, right? And instead of scaring people into submission to not going out, you should create awareness and you want to keep people calm, right? Here's one thing that I find a little bit commendable when it comes to the Prime Minister's statements that he's been doing. I wish he made more public statements every day on a daily basis. He doesn't, but the statements that he has done, he has been very calm. He's been very, he sounds very like very reassuring, he's not scaring anybody, he's just appealing to people's common sense and people's feelings and emotions to stay put because the movement control order is supposed to flatten the curve. It's a pity because the curve is a very nice shopping centre, lots of cafes and restaurants that I like to go to. It's going to be flattened, well, you know, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have you. Stupid joke, but I have you. So, it's to flatten the curve so that infection stops so that the virus doesn't spread and less people get sick, right? Because it's a pandemic, it's happening all around the world. So people are scared and the Prime Minister, every time he makes a statement, he's very calm. There's these other senior ministers who come out and they scare people, we'll catch you, you know, we'll put you in jail, it's a big offence and all that. And even like some of the authorities, like the police and all that, oh, it's an offence, you know, we'll catch you, don't try to, you know, break the rules and all that. People are scared, but they're not criminals, right? People are going out to buy food. They're not going out for fun, right? Yeah, uh, people are... Uh, 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 try to explain to them. I think that the soft approach needs to be done instead of straight away arresting them and then fining them or bringing them to court and, you know, you know uh, scaring them with jail time and all that. No, just create awareness. Keep the peace, keep everybody calm, explain to people. You have roadblocks, great, tell them to go home. Yeah, I've seen videos where the police do that too, but 5,000 people who are going to be charged, going to be facing jail time? I think it's a little bit too much. Lah. And I think I've seen law groups, so lawyer groups who have come out to say something about this too. And I agree with them, you know. Uh, you need to be a little bit more considerate. People are trying to cope with a situation that they're not familiar with. We're all scared. I'll tell you, I'm very anxious, I'm very nervous. Uh, and I'm kind of scared too, right? Uh, and I hope everything settles down and everything goes back to normal. Now, my buddies and I, we play basketball every Friday nights, right, on a weekly basis. And this is a time where we get together, we relieve stress, we play basketball, we have a laugh, and then we go and chit-chat. After, you know what When the MCO first declared on the 18th, we were even planning to play a game that Friday, right? Because we didn't know anything, right? Not much details were, were, were revealed uh, about the MCO. Then we found out, oh, cannot. So we stopped, lah. So now it's only three weeks since we had a basketball session. We had our wits end. Right? And we are at our wit's end. We are, human beings are social people. Um, for me, basketball is very therapeutic for me to, to, to handle stress. I go running on a daily basis before the MCO. Eh? Uh, I don't anymore. It helps me to relieve stress. And when I'm anxious and all that, I, I go for a 5km run. It helps me to calm down. Right? So everybody has a situation and they're trying to deal with it. Right? So chill. I don't think anybody is purposely going out because I want to flout the rules. No, 
Well, the authorities need to consider it. Uh, huh? um, we're, we're approaching the final stretch already. So just be chill, right? Be chill, calm down. Don't scare people, right? Don't scare people. I know you've had the Philippines president, right, Duterte, who is saying that he wants to shoot people who flout uh, the lockdown rules. I mean, do we want to be like that? No, right? We are not closing down the country because we are scared of vandals or crime. No way. It's because of a disease that everybody is afraid of, right? I think we just need to keep each other's, you know, spirits up, uh, have each other's back between us, the ordinary citizens and the authorities and the leaders as well. We're all in this together. Right? So fine. Everybody knows that we need to stay home. Stay home. Right? It's, I know it's difficult. It's difficult for me and I'm a journalist and I, I was shooting like uh, doc a documentary in the first half of the MCO um, and, you know, journalists are allowed to write essential services and all that. Um, but even now, I don't have anything to shoot, so I stay home and don't go out. We minimize the, the, minimize the socializing team, going out and all that. So for the rest of you, if you don't have to go out, don't. Uh, huh? Not long more, not long more. Got about a week left. A week left. If it's extended, then so be it. Uh. We all want to be safe. Okay? So let me know what you think. Okay? Those of you who are out there, if you feel that uh, you have something to contribute to this discussion and you think that, uh, because I've seen right, the public, some of them go crazy, they think they are like vigilantes like that. They see somebody outside, oh, I'll call the police. You know? um, they see somebody jogging, oh, I'll call the police. On social media, oh, they take pictures of people who are jogging alone. Alone, you know. No. So here's the deal. Uh, people who go running, right? they go running alone, like me for example. I, I run alone. I don't meet any human beings at all. How is that riskier than going to the grocery shop, to the supermarket to buy groceries where there are like 50 people around you? Even though you keep one meter apart from them, right? Okay, I understand. Groceries is essential. People need to go out and buy food. Jogging is not. I'm not trying to argue the fact that we need to go jogging. No. I'm respecting the rules. I'm respecting the law. I'm respecting the law and I'm not going out. Right? Nope. All I'm saying is that they're not hardened criminals. These are ordinary people facing very extraordinary and a tough situation. Very extraordinary situation and a very tough situation that everybody's trying to deal with as best as they can. Okay? So let me know what you think. Do you think we should jail these bastards for going out? Or we need to just create awareness and hopefully rationale and common sense prevails among the people. I am, you know what, I'm, I'm lying more on common sense and the soft approach. I don't know what you all think. Comment, let me know what you think. Right? Uh, you can comment and all that. Lah. Uh, okay, now for the part of the video where, this episode where I suggest something to you. Uh, find a lot of things to do without having to go out, right? So, what I did is that uh, my kids and I, my wife, the whole family, we have a movie night every night and there are four of us. Every night, one person gets to pick a movie uh, that they want to watch, right? Uh, so, when it was my turn, I selected, I've been selecting like movies from my childhood, from the 80s. Right, in the 90s. So the first movie, uh, the first time when it was my turn for movie night, I selected Free Willy. Do you remember Free Willy? The movie about a little boy who frees his Willy. 
Freeze the Whale, named Willy, right? Uh, it was a great movie, and the kids loved it, right? And then when it came to my turn again, when the rotation happened, right? And it came to my turn again, I made them all watch Gremlins, Gremlins, part one, huh? Steven Spielberg, oh my god! And I haven't seen these movies in years, right? Especially Gremlins, uh, it's one of my favorite movies when I was growing up. It was great, nostalgic, and the kids loved it. It's not a scary movie, it's supposed to be, it's kind of scary. My kids, right, eldest is nine years old, second is like five years old, and then of course the newborn like, was only six months old, right? Um, and they were not scared, right? They enjoyed it. They loved the little Mogwai, Gizmo, right? Uh, Gizmo was the hero, right? Driving the little remote control car at the end, in the shopping mall, trying to beat Stripe, the evil gremlin. Right? Um, and they loved it. Well, uh, it was time for bed, they made a joke about it and they went to brush their teeth and everything and they started looking under the bed in the cupboards looking for gremlins. <laughs> and they have this little, the two girls in their room, they have this little small night light humidifier. In the middle of the night it turned off and the little one, five-year-old, Alithia, she woke up and she woke up this morning in the, in the morning and she said, oh, you know, the humidifier went off. I think it was a gremlin. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to suggest you guys like watch old movies. Yeah. Uh, in the downtime when you've got nothing to do at home. Uh, yeah, okay. So, if you like this video, thumbs up. If you don't like it, thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment, please, right? Uh, let me know if you've got any topics you want, to, you want me to discuss in February knows everything because I know everything. I'll tell you everything. Um, so, yeah, you can follow us on um, all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to FatBidin.com to get everything. You've been watching and listening to FatBidin Knows Everything. I've got three kids, one wife, and me to support. So you've got to like, you know, help fund my life. So you actually can go to the Fat Bidin e-store, right? I'm gonna link it below, I'm gonna link it below, right? And you can get actually like Fat Bidin merchandise, right? And most of it are, well actually books are. I used to sell DVDs and films and all that, but hey, everything's available on YouTube now. So now if you want to get Fat Bidin merchandise, it's mostly books. So I've got books here, I've got books here. See, see, see like this book? This is called uh, The Adventures of a Kerlite in Afghanistan. It's a graphic novel, see? See, graphic novel which I uh, wrote uh, and illustrated with my, with my buddy, Apan, right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one. It's about my time in Afghanistan shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there. See, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel. It's called Operation Nasi Krabu. Finding Patani in an Islamic insurgency. This book I wrote because I spent like a, I spent some time in southern Thailand where there's a war there. You all know there's a war there, right? In Patani, right? I shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast. But hey, they allowed me to publish a book. And if you get the book, there is a QR code at the back, right? There's a QR code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online. Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? It's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel. Okay, um, I've got another book. This is called Journal Dad, the Chronicles of a Journalist Who Happens to Be a Father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny. It's funny. It's funny. My best-selling book. Liberal, Malay and Malaysian, Writings of a Walking Contradiction. This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider. This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that. It's funny too. All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am. And if you like films, 
I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e-store. Come on, feed my kids.